Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda. I'm Linda Davis. Before we dive into God's Word today, just a little bit about myself. I love Jesus. I love coffee. And I love sharing both with others. I love sharing keys to abundant living. So, if you haven't already, go grab a cup of coffee and join me today as I talk about our such a time as this. What does it look like for us? Of course, when we think of for such a time as this, our mind always goes to Esther and the position she was put in and the place she stood in and the choice she had. She had a choice to make. Was she going to risk her entire life, like her physical life, for the right thing, for what God wanted her to do, for how God wanted her to stand out, risk everything to say no or to just point out a fault, however you want to look at it. And you have to go to Esther chapter 4, verse 14, and think about how this may apply to us today. In Esther chapter 4, verse 14, Mordecai is talking to Esther because truthfully she's afraid, as we all would be. As we all are at times, we don't want to speak up. We don't want to stand out. We don't want to go against the crowd. We want to fit in. We want to do the same things the world does. We're not supposed to fit in. We're supposed to be a round peg trying to fit into a square space. It's not going to work. If you're running smoothly with the world, you have to stop and check your heart. And you have to ask God to show you your heart. Am I a living epistle for the Lord? Do I speak up for his kingdom? Do I defend him as much as I would defend a loved one? Do I defend his ways? Do I walk in his ways? Or am I walking in my ways, excusing them and calling them his ways? There's so many things. Am I accepting the norm of what Everybody else just says is the norm because I don't want to go against the norm. And I'm not standing firm in what God says is holy. What God says is acceptable. We don't have to go with the flow to love. We can love. We can love unconditionally. But not go with the flow of sin and complacency and acceptance of things we know go against God's standard. And that's what's taken place in Esther. And Esther has been the one called, anointed, and appointed for this time. And she's talking with Mordecai, who is everything to her. He basically, he's her uncle, and he raised her as his own daughter. He's her mentor. She takes his counsel She does what he says. She's afraid. And she's basically gone to him in this situation. And this is how he responds to her. Actually, if you go back to verse 13, it says, Then Mordecai told them to return this answer to Esther. (laughs) Now, you know, you have to have some people that will just talk to you like this in your life. 
You just have to. And if you get flustered anytime anybody brings some kind of correction into you, something's off. And that's just the truth. We all have to be teachable. That's a whole nother question we can ask ourselves. Do I have a teachable spirit? God wants us moldable, bendable in him. And he will place others in our lives that maybe, you know, ruffle our feathers a little bit, but they're speaking truth in love to us. And that's what Mordecai is doing here. He's speaking truth in love. Why? Because he knows what Esther has down inside of her and he wants her to rise up. He wants her to stand up and he wants her to speak up and do what? Save the whole Jewish people. No pressure there. So he says in verse 13, send this answer to Esther. Now I want to back up here just a little bit more, just to uh, set the stage, I guess. So a decree has gone out and it's basically, to keep it a little short, it's going to take the life of all the Jewish people. And so Mordecai sends word to Esther in the palace you're going to need to go before the king and you're going to need to speak on behalf of the people because you have his ear. And that's another thing. Speak out where you have the ear of the person. I know people go stand on street corners and yell, but do we have the ear of the person? Esther was appointed to speak in the position she was placed in at the time she was placed in it. So we have to have discernment for that too. We just don't go shout and scream at everybody. Any, anything that we know is out of line with the Lord. We have to have discernment through the Holy Spirit. Our way to say something. If the Holy Spirit tells us yes, we better not hold back. So Mordecai sends word to Esther. And he says, explain it to her and charge her. This is up in verse 8. To go to the king and make supplication to him, and plead with him for the lives of her people. <laughs> and Esther's like, are you kidding me? I'm not supposed to go to the king unless the king asks me to come into him. That could cost me my life. And she says that back to Mordecai, out of concern and fear, truthfully, justifiable, actually. Esther sends word back to Mordecai in verse 11, all the king's servants in the people of the king's provinces know that any person, be it man or woman, who shall go into the inner court to the king without being called shall be put to death. There is but one law for him, except him to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter that he may live. But I have not been called to come to the king for 30 days. She's afraid. And she's really hoping Mordecai will respond back. Oh, I didn't understand that. Oh, that's okay, Esther. Don't worry about it. God will work it out somehow because he always makes a way. Like we can pull a scripture. We can find scripture for anything we want. But is it what God intended? And is it what God's saying? That's the question we have to answer in our own hearts. So now we jump down to verse 13 where I was reading. And Mordecai has now sent his response back to Esther. And he's, <laughs> this is just truth. And you got to have people that speak to your life in this manner. You have to, without getting all offended and walking away from the relationship. Tell Esther, do not flatter yourself that you shall escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. 
Is he calling her out here? Is she really not going in because she thinks I'm not going to get killed? The king won't kill me, so I really don't have to worry about it. And sometimes even today, we do that. It hasn't impacted us yet. It hasn't concerned our lives personally yet. So we're not going to speak up. And uh, truth, what Mordecai is saying here to Esther applies to us today. Do not flatter yourselves that you will escape the persecution. Do not flatter yourselves that this isn't coming for you too. If you're not willing to rise up, speak up, stand out for kingdom purposes when you're called to do so. So Mordecai goes on to say, and this was the verse I was getting to when I started this all out, 14. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance shall arise for the Jews from somewhere else. But you and your father's house will perish. And who knows, who knows, but that you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And I'm reading from the Amplified and it says, and for this very occasion, who knows? We all have our such a time as this. We all have, right, our, our days are numbered by the Lord. We are here in this moment in time, so to speak, with the gifts we carry, the anointing we carry, the influence even, the platforms that we carry, what, everything we represent, um, everything we were really even truthfully created for is for this point in time in our lives. And there's, I don't think just one moment, there's not just this one very occasion I believe we walk through several different occasions in our life, but we have to understand that God, when he says now, we have to rise up regardless of how afraid we are, regardless of, of uh, the clash inside, what it will cost us. Will it cost us a relationship? If it does, it does. Will it cost us a position? If it does, it does. I mean, for Esther, it could have cost her her very life, but no doubt she was born in that exact time for that exact purpose, raised up, created in her character, her integrity, her walk, her teachability. All of that was for that moment in time, and yet she still had her choice. Would she do what God purposed her to do? Will we do what God purposes us to do? We're not stopping God, right? Like Mordecai said, don't, don't kid yourself. Don't flatter yourself. If you won't do it, I'll find somebody else, right? Mordecai's saying, God's basically saying this to Esther. It's the same with us. We're not going to stop God from accomplishing what he needs to accomplish, the question is, will he accomplish through us what he purposed for us, literally what we were born on the earth to do, or will we step back, shrink back, be hindered in whatever capacity, hesitate, and he has to use somebody else? Isaiah 55, it's going to be done. 
Verse 11, it's going to be done. God's word will be accomplished. It cannot return to him. It can't. It's good. Every word that leaves God's mouth is going to do what he intended it to do. Will it be through the person he intended? Maybe, maybe not. But it will accomplish the end result that God intended it to accomplish. It's going to, that word is going to, God's word that he spoke, Isaiah 55 says, it's going to prosper where he intended it to prosper. So what does that mean? It's going to do, it's going to flourish, it's going to produce what I intended it to produce. Now, whether it's through you or not is your choice. It's my choice. It's, our, it's up to us whether our destiny is fulfilled. It is not, we do not sit back and say, go ahead, God, why aren't you fulfilling my destiny? He's, he'll say, why aren't you obeying? Why haven't you done this thing I told you to do? You know, I, I, I say this a lot of times. We're not waiting on God. God's waiting on us. Are we choosing to walk in obedience? Are we choosing to yield when it's going to cost us something? Are we, or are we choosing to hold back? Are we choosing to stay silent? Because we don't want to upset anybody. We don't want to bother anybody. We're more concerned about the relationship than what's right in God's eyes. I mean, we're at a place, truthfully, between black, it, you know, there's such a huge gray area and God's not a gray God. He's not. It's black and white. There's no gray with God. We got to stop uh, blending the black and the white and making it gray. We cannot stay silent when God is urging us to speak up. If he's urging us to speak up, we must speak up. Where are you in life right now? What are you doing in life right now? Do you look at your circumstances and not understand why you're in a circumstance? Why you're in a position? Um, why you're just in a place that, that you're not really happy about being in you or you maybe they're not unhappy either you just don't understand it maybe God has you positioned there in that moment because there's going to be just one thing you need to say one thing you need to do one person you need to impact or a multitude whatever it is Walk in obedience to however God is prompting you, however God is stirring you. I promise you this, you are called to do more than you're doing right now. We're all called to lead. As a matter of fact, we lead whether we realize it or not. We influence whether we realize it or not. We influence in our silence and we influence when we're speaking up. And people are watching, each and every one of us. I guarantee you, we're influencing somebody that we have no idea we're influencing. God will always accomplish what he has set out to do. And the question comes down to, will it be accomplished through us? Will we be that willing vessel? He uses vessels. That's what God does. Will we be the willing vessel? Will we be ready, willing, and allow God to make us able. 
You're the one. This is your moment, wherever God has placed you. But don't remember, if you're not willing, God will go to the next person in line. And that's pretty intense. It's our moment for wherever God has positioned us. And God is calling on us to not be silent, to not quote unquote, hold my peace, to not quote unquote, just stay out of it. When he's prompting you to speak, I want to emphasize that over and over again for sure. Like I said earlier, we don't run around shouting everything at everybody, pointing out everybody's faults, everybody's wrong, being the judge, the jury, the verdict, everything, right? We don't do that. But when God's prompting us, will we pull back out of fear, out of inconvenience even? Maybe we even think we're not speaking up out of love because we don't want to upset somebody. We don't want to hurt somebody. So we really have to ask, when we know the Lord's stirring us, like when you get to that place where it's almost making you sick to your stomach because you're not saying something, that's probably the Holy Spirit stirring you to say something. So we have to ask, are we doing the right thing, not speaking truth in that particular moment? And it's a big question to ask, but the Holy Spirit will show you. If you ask him to show you the truth of a situation, he always will. Not one of us was our birth an accident. To the day, the year, the place, even the families we came into. And we are here with purpose. There is a point to all of it. And God is going to do what he is going to do. And the only question we have to ask ourselves, and we have to be willing to live with the answer, is will it be in, through me what he intended to be through me? I don't think any of us want to be at the end of our days and we did not do all that God purposed us to do. Tune in next week as we build more on this. Our such a time as this, our not missing our moment, our having the ability to ask God for wisdom. We're going to dive deeper into our such a time as this, our purpose, our fulfillment. Next Friday, join me again with your coffee. I'll meet you here.